0: Welcome and thanks for listening to the Community Christian Church podcast. To learn more about Community Christian Church, visit us online at cccsterling.org. Today's message comes from Pastor Tony Ria. Once again, good morning and welcome to Community Christian Church. So good to have everyone with us. Are you happy you came this morning? Are you happy you tuned in? It's good to have you here. Uh, just a quick note. Uh, Before we get started, uh, this past Friday we had our big men's event. We called it our wild game dinner, had over 200, maybe 220 guys in attendance. And we did all the things that guys love to do, (laughs) namely eat. (laughs) And we we ate a lot of meat, I mean there was so much food available, all the food was prepared by our own guys, and it was absolutely delicious, I mean it was just really well done. And then after we ate, uh, we gathered here in the sanctuary and we listened to the bear man's testimony. Remember we announced that, that he was the guy who was viciously attacked by a grizzly bear and he survived to tell us about it. And when he was done telling his story, 50 guys, close to 50 men, gave their hearts to Jesus. Check it out. They raised their hand for salvation or to get right with God, stepped out of their seats. These are guys we're talking about now, stepped out of their seats and came up here on stage. And if you don't believe me, I have a little evidence. You know, we've been talking about the Lord visiting us in a very special way. We've been talking about that for years. And as Pastor Tyler mentioned just a few moments ago, something very special, something unique is on the horizon. We feel that. We believe it. You know, I think 10 or 12 years ago, I I preached a message which said, "I, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. It's coming, and we have to prepare our hearts for it. We have to be ready for what God is doing. It could be different than what we think. In fact, just last night, Pastor Teresa and I went to the show and saw the Jesus Revolution movie. Anybody see that yet? It will fire you up. I highly recommend it. The revival that took place with the Jesus movement, you know, 50, 55 years ago, it's happening again. It's, it's, It's coming. And we feel it. And so we just want to make sure that we're ready when we come to church. You know, let's, let's have expectation in our hearts. When we cry out and we lift the name of Jesus, let's not just say it like it you know, we're going through the routine of it. Let's believe that God's going to do what he said he will do. And he can do it today. I believe that with all my heart. And so every time we gather, let's, let's have anticipation and great expectation in our hearts. Can we do that? Okay. Uh, Today is Financial Report Sunday, and in just a couple of minutes, Pastor Dave is going to come, and he's going to tell us how we did last year from a financial standpoint. And this is something we've been doing here at our church for the past 31 years, sharing the financial report with you. And some of you get excited about that. I mean, you look forward to hearing the report from year to year. You, you, you enjoy seeing the numbers. Others could care less. I understand that. But just so you know, we don't throw the financial report into the yearly mix because we've run out of good sermon ideas. How many of you know finances and money is a biblical topic? And Jesus talked a lot about money. And as the leadership of the church, the board of directors, the elders, the staff, and myself, we see the value in full financial disclosure. And transparency these days is a rare commodity. And so we just want to show you what was happening last year from a financial point of view. And we believe that it's inspirational to celebrate our financial wins together as a church. And so we wanna share these things with you. And again, in just a few moments, Dave is gonna be joining us, but before he comes, I'd like to share a couple of verses of scripture with you from the book of 2 Corinthians. And believe it or not, in this passage of scripture that we're about to read, Paul the apostle had the same ideas we're having today. He was sharing a financial report. He had just led a church-wide offering, and he was trying to raise money for the poor believers living in Jerusalem. And after he took that offering, he went from church to church, and they gathered as much money as they could. He reported back to the churches what had happened. So here it is, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 through 5. Now, I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters... What God in His kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia. And keep in mind, the Macedonian churches included Philippi and Thessalonica, two churches that Paul himself had not only planted, but had established. So he said, I want you to know what's been going on. Verse 2 The Macedonian churches are being tested by many troubles, and they're very poor. But they're also filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity. For I, Paul, can testify that they, the Macedonian churches, gave not only what they could afford, but far more. And they did it of their own free will. In other words, nobody forced them. Nobody put them on a guilt trip. In fact, they begged us, Paul said, again and again for the privilege of sharing in the gift or in the offering for the believers in Jerusalem. They even did more than we had hoped for their first action, their first initiative was to give themselves to the Lord and then to us just as God wanted them to. All right, on January the 2nd of this year, as millions and millions of football fans, I think there might have been 20 million people tuned in that night, as they were watching Monday night football, tragedy struck. Buffalo Bill safety, DeMar Hamlin, collapsed on the field during the first quarter of the game. He had cardiac arrest or a heart attack. And after they paddled him, gave him CPR, Uh, They put him in an ambulance, rushed him to the hospital where he remained in critical condition for several days. I'm happy to report that DeMar has since been released from the hospital. He's doing a whole lot better. He's made great progress. In fact, he even made a guest appearance at this year's Super Bowl. So he's doing really well. Well, back in 2020, during the year of the pandemic, So about three years before the Monday night incident, three years before his injury, DeMar, he created a GoFundMe account for his own community foundation. And his goal with this GoFundMe was to raise $2,500. This is a very popular thing these days when you're trying to raise money. So he was trying to raise $2,500 to buy and then distribute toys to needy children living in his hometown just outside of Pittsburgh. And on that occasion, after he announced what he was doing, I do not believe he raised the full $2,500. But then in January of this year, so three years later, after DeMar's injury, hundreds and hundreds of people, if not thousands, started to contribute to his GoFundMe account. And they gave small amounts of money, not large amounts. And the $2,500 goal back in 2020 translated to over $8 million. You should be saying, wow. $2,500, couldn't raise it. And a couple years later, it's over eight million. You see, when you focus in on your own resources, when you think about, and you only think about what you have, it's easy to feel insignificant. And to conclude, there's no way in the world that I'm ever going to make a significant or a sizable difference. And in and of ourselves, It's probably the case. But together, we can do amazing things. When we pool our resources, when we sacrifice, when we do our part, the sky's the limit. And we can have a tremendous impact. And that's precisely what happened with the Macedonian churches. The scripture tells us that while they were going through a relatively severe financial trial one in which they were trying to save as much money as they could for themselves they didn't know what the future held they didn't know what it was going to be like tomorrow if they would even have food on their table during a very tough time the economy was down it wasn't working out well for them they thought they didn't have anything to spare, nothing to give. They came together, they did their part, and I think everyone including Paul, especially Paul, was shocked at the amount of money they were able to collect. And as a result, not only did they meet the needs of the local church, but their generosity and their more than what they thought they had offering, it met the needs of the poor they were able to reach out to those who were hurting. And over the past 31 years, that has been the testimony of this church. Faithful and sacrificial giving. You have repeatedly stepped up and have given to the Lord from your hearts. And... To help us along in that regard and to keep us moving in the right direction financially so that we could be in position not only to take care of our own needs but also to reach out to others, here at our church we have passionately and consistently taught the tithe message. We have preached that message even in the face of opposition. And when we've heard back from people that we shouldn't be talking about money in church. Still, we have been faithful to preach that message because the tithe is essential. And a biblical tithe is 10%. And the teaching of the tithe is everyone bringing to the Lord through the local church 10% of their income to bring to God what is his. And don't think for a moment that I feel as though that's an easy thing to do. It's not. I know it's not. When we first started tithing, it was so hard for us to do. It is not an easy matter to write out a 10% tithe check every week or to have 10% of your income deducted from your bank account on a regular basis. It's a sacrifice. It requires faith. But that's exactly how God, by his design, chose for the local church to operate. It's the way that we can keep the church doors open. It's the way that we can continue to preach the gospel message and see people get saved. It's how we communicate the gospel of good news and good deeds. It's how others who are in bad shape receive a little bit of help. It's through the tithe. And here's the beauty of the tithe. This is the message of the tithe. It's equal sacrifice, but not equal gifts. Equal sacrifice, but not equal amounts. You see, you're not supposed to be concerned about what Brother Billy or Sister Sally's given. God never required, never expected you to give as much as the person who might be sitting next to you. In fact, you're not even supposed to worry about it. With the biblical tithe message, God simply says, look at what you have. Take a look at your income and then bring me what belongs to me. Bring me the first fruits of all of your income because the tithe, the Bible says, is holy to the Lord. And it's brilliant, really. Because with the tithe, God completely leveled the financial playing field. Equal sacrifice, not equal gifts. And when we all get involved and we all do our part, amazing things happen. Now, way back in the Old Testament, in the book of Second Samuel, there's the story about David when David did a terrible thing. And no, I'm not talking about his indiscretion with Bathsheba. That's probably what immediately came to your mind. We all know that story. In this particular story I'm referencing, what David did was number the army and he counted the fighting men. And you might think, well, that's not a big deal. We do that all the time. However, in this situation, when you look at it carefully and you study it out, what happened was David was drawing attention to himself... And he was basically taking the credit for everything that God had done through David. And there were times when God fought their battles and the the army of Israel didn't have to do a thing, but David was taking the credit for it. And David, he was typically a humble guy. He always sought the Lord. He always brought himself before the presence of God. But on this occasion, he allowed pride and arrogance to get the best of him. And that's not very good when it comes to your relationship with God. God is not happy when we reveal arrogance. In fact, the scripture says that he opposes the proud. He he sets himself against those. He resists those who are prideful. And in this situation, because of David's inexcusable attitude of arrogance, the Bible tells us that a plague of sickness broke out among the Israelites. And it wasn't fun at all. People started dropping like flies. Hundreds and even thousands of Israelites began to die. And when that happened, the prophet Gad went running to David and said, David, quickly, you've got to buy a threshing floor and you have to begin to offer sacrifices to the Lord. And so David said, I'll do it. He he ran across the street. He found a threshing floor. He wanted to buy it. He went to the owner. He said, how much for the threshing floor? How much for this piece of property? I'll pay anything you want. I'll, I'll, I'll give you double what it's worth. And the owner said to King David, oh, no, my Lord. Let me make this a gift to you. You don't owe me anything. I don't want anything for this property. I'll just give it to you. Take it, please, as a gift. And David said, I'm sorry I can't do that. Because I refuse to offer to the Lord that which costs me nothing. I will not sacrifice to the Lord, David said, that which cost me nothing. In other words, David said if I'm going to bring an offering to my God, if I'm going to sacrifice to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the God the creator of all the earth, the guy the God who's worthy of all my praise, it has to hurt a little bit. And it has to cost me something. And don't look now, but that's the definition of sacrifice. Being willing to surrender something, to give something up of value, something you really don't want to part with. And that's precisely what happened in Macedonia with those churches that we looked at just a few moments ago, recorded in the book of Second Corinthians. They didn't think they had anything to give, but they sacrificed, everybody did their part And what happened is they came together and they brought something that everyone was shocked at. Not equal gifts, but equal sacrifice.